Wake up, buyer payer people. It's a beautiful day. Go grab yourself another cup of joe and say hello to Jim and Michelle Rhodes on the Buy Here, Pay Here morning show. Take it away, you two. Happy Wednesday from Northern Utah. Glad to have you here this morning. Yeah. Um, It's a beautiful fall day and um, on our way, as soon as we're done with the podcast today, heading back up to Twin Falls. Yep. Wrapped up a weekend visit from my son. He was up from Austin and we drove around and saw some of the fall colors in the mountains. Oh, and it's just starting and um, we had so much moisture this uh this spring that uh, the colors are already super brilliant. So mm-hmm. um, what do we have for... Just upcoming events. We've got... Um, mm-hmm. And by the way, congratulations to Tommy and the folks out yeah, at the Mid-Atlantic like Region. Great. Looked like that was a very mm-hmm. uh, nice conference. And congratulations mm-hmm. to them getting that restarted. And then uh, we got coming up October 12th through the 14th is the um, uh, LHPH Summit in yes. San Diego. So again, if those and, who yeah. haven't uh, booked a flight and want to come out and learn a little bit about... Um, Lease here. Lease here, pay here. Uh-huh. It's a good time to be uh, looking at that for those of yeah. you that are looking at a shift in a business model or yeah. whatever else. And- Jim and um, one of the the controller there mm-hmm. have been working on a, uh, a spreadsheet that will show side by side a lot of the, the differences between leasing and lease here, pay here, and buy yeah. here, pay here. And so that dealers out there can make a much better and educated yeah. Choice if they want to switch, they want to add, you know, sure. whatever it is that they Shout out to Murray. He sent me the stuff. Yeah. And it's balls in my court, Murray. I got to get back to those <laughs> numbers and we'll, uh, but yeah, we're yep. making great progress. Thanks Absolutely. for your help. Absolutely. So, and we will be broadcasting there on the 13th. Friday the 13th, I got to come up with something fun to do on that day, but um, we'll be broadcasting um, after each one of the speakers finish, Jim will be interviewing them and those will be broadcast live on all of our social media channels. There is no ticket for you to watch the interview that Jim's going to do. You do need a ticket to get into the the conference itself, but, um, but yeah, you can... Yeah, and then Friday, this coming Friday, we're doing uh, recon decisions. Like we're breaking down, we do a panel. We've got two dealers. I'm going to grab a third one between now and Friday, but we've got Nick Duman from Pennsylvania, Rich Pratt from Georgia are going to join us Mm -hmm. to talk about recon decisions. Like I'm going to, I'm going to get micro on these this decision making. Like how do you decide about brake pads, for example? You know, so this will be fun. It'll be a good conversation. Yeah. Yeah, Well, and it kind of stems from that that survey that you did, where it's a hundred percent, seventy five percent, and so you know, when we finished looking at that, Jim and I were um, kind of reviewing and having a conversation about. Okay, you know, one thing that I've learned about humans in general is that a hundred percent means something different from one human to the next human. And so it's just, it's like, let's really get granular and see what does that mean to, to people when you say a hundred percent, um, you know, if, if it's got 75% of a brake pad, does that mean that that's not part of your 100% or whatever. So let's uh, take a quick look at that. Yeah, for sure. So that'll be good on on Friday. Friday. Looking forward to that. So be sure and join us at 11 Eastern for that one live. Yes, and we have a friend. Yeah, we got Jared Halstead standing by from Arizona. um, And so I'm going to go ahead and bring Jared. Hey, Jared. 
<laughs> um, Jared and and Jim and I have well, actually, it's more Jim and Jared have a fun relationship with me. Mm-hmm. And um, so last night when we were talking about this, um, instead of actually doing what Apple's phones can do mm-hmm. and liking a comment, yeah. I typed in Michelle liked. Yeah. <laughs> and then quote. Uh, oh, nice. The text thread, yeah. In the yeah. text thread. Yeah, those um, yes, because have that mixed situation yeah, know very well the, yeah. the frustration around yes. that. It is, it is a topic that comes up we, we, uh, with a lot of our friends, and we always bring you up, too, yeah. and the fun that we have with Yeah, you. we do. Yeah, Jared so we're, we appreciate you jumping in here last minute. We just reached out to Jared yesterday evening and said, hey, if you happen to be available, we're going to have a conversation. Yeah, and you thank you. Could add a lot um, too. So yeah, thanks for uh, making really uh, the pivot to jump in here yes. and, uh, and find time to talk about something yeah. important for our industry, yeah. right? We're talking about trust. Mm-hmm. We started uh, several weeks ago, Jared, we did a, 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 we started a series. Mm-hmm. So this will be the second in the series on the truth about trust. Like yeah. what in, in the used car industry, trust mm-hmm. is important to us. Like we need yeah. to make sure we understand how to earn it, you know, and how to lose it. Yeah, <laughs> and, and we've, uh, we've done a lot of surveys and um, had conversations. I know when we were in Arizona, we talked about this a bit. And there's, um, you know, we talked about uh, why it's important to trust, um, why it's important to to instill a level of trust with with your customers and and um, and how uh, how kind of how we go about that and also whether or not it's, you know, because we talk a lot about being known, liked and trusted. And uh, we believe that a lot of the first part of becoming known, liked, and trusted, that, that obviously they have to know who you are. And then um, liked, mm-hmm. you can still work with someone that you don't like, but it's a lot more enjoyable to work with someone that you like. And then um, people become trusted through knowing them. So Right. So what um, we want to hear from you, Jared, is kind of in your own experience, like, as a dealer, let's talk first about your role as a dealer. Like, what are some things that you feel like? I'm I'm sure you have many customers who trust you. So Absolutely. talk to us a little bit about how you got there. Like, what do you feel like when you try to see yourself through their lens? What do you feel like that you've done to earn some trust with them? Well, Jim, well, Jim and Michelle, Michelle what, one, one of the main things I do is, is I, I, I look, look at each car, car like what I, what I sell, I sell this to my family. family. Mm-hmm. And, then and then I make, I make that, that car... car the choice. choice. What, what I sell to my family, family, if not, what would it need that I put my sister in it? Right. And, and that, 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 that builds the trust with my customers. customers. I'm, I'm in a small town, so I'm built, I'm built off referrals. Referrals, referrals are my number one thing. thing. So, so yeah. trust is very, very important to me. Um, um, so, so when occasionally we have a car that pops up and has an accident, and we didn't know that the alternator was going to go out two weeks into it, it's past the 15 days, 500 miles, but it's not past my moral code. It's on that cusp where I can be like, hey, it's your problem. Right. Not with double H. Yeah. Okay. So, so what, that's one one of the th- ways that you um, create trust is by, it's like, I'm going to step up and help as much as I can. Right. Absolutely. So that happens, I mean, I'm hearing you talk both about the, the work that you do to a car before you make it available for sale, right? Would, would you finance it to a family member? And then the other part is once the car is delivered to the customer, how do they, how does it look for them and how do you continue to build trust throughout the long relationship? Well, for, well, for me, a lot, a lot of times, times it's, it's the, the uh, I have, I have my only insurance, so we put the three threes on them, so that helps us. But we're not, but we're not using that to recon our cars, cars obviously. Mm-hmm. But, we, but we, we, 
we reach, we reach out, out to our customers. Um, we do birthday, birthday cards and all the stuff that most dealers do. But, but I didn't, I didn't have, have my sales guy, whoever sold it to them, or myself, reach out to the customer a few days after to make sure everything's okay, let them know their plates are coming. And that helps build trust, too. Sometimes we reach out to them and... Oh, oh, the something, something was dirtier, dirtier this or that. that. But we can, we can work through that, that with them. It's building, building that relationship. It's not just selling the car and send down the road. Yeah, so, you, you touched on something important there. I think, you know, most of us can understand that the typical consumer when they go shopping, and Michelle and I are about to mm -hmm. go car shopping, so one of the things that happens is when you, yeah, there's a story, but when... Um, <laughs> When, when we go car shopping, we, we anticipate that this, the day the, that we buy the car, especially if we're financing it at the dealership, we, we can anticipate mm -hmm. that, that, that they're going to make us some promises and, and you know, suggest some things about the way they do business. And then after we buy the car, are they still saying the same thing, right? Are they, are they really doing you know, what they said they were going to do? Or are they walking the talk that they claimed when, when we bought the car? So you can probably speak to that. You got it? We lost him. We lost you. Hold on a quick sec. Um, She's making some setting changes yeah. over here. and she Can't just, hear you anymore. She just kind of closed out all of Arizona. So I don't know what happened. To what. <laughs> Did you change anything on your side? No. Oh, for crying out loud. Okay. Um, all right. One second. Are you there? Can you hear us? Okay, I can't hear we you. Lost him, um, I'm going to have you, if you would, come back in. And, Just, yeah, um, exit and come Because I tried to change your echo uh, settings on your mic. And so if you'll back out and come back in, and we're just going to keep rolling yeah. and, and talk. Thanks so much. Um, it's, you know, trying to run a studio yeah. um, is is challenging. Yeah. Especially live, way. right? Especially live. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, we're still here. We'll give Jared a minute to get reconnected. But yeah, the, the subject is really about, you know, obviously it's it's what you do. Mm -hmm. it's, it's what you claim when you're in the sales stage mm -hmm. of the relationship is one thing. And then once the customer actually buys and starts to, now they're a customer. Now they're, you know, mm -hmm. they're with you for a three, four year relationship. What does it look like on the other side? Of, of buying. So, you know, even if it's like Jared's talking about a couple of days later, they call to talk about plates and follow through on some stuff. And I, that's a word that I use often in training is follow through. Yeah. Right. Are you there? Can you guys hear me? Hear me? Yes. Got you back. <laughs> I, I, I'm going again though on my end. Okay. <laughs> are we sure, are we sure this is not a problem, problem Michelle? Michelle? It's we're on a MacBook. It's all I can we say. We are on so, a MacBook, yeah. but yeah. I, I doubt that the interweb is, only Mac based, so it's only Mac based. Yes, because because yeah, we're yeah. not echoing here. Yeah. <laughs> so, so so what I was talking right. about, Jared, is this idea of follow through. You know, what what does it look like after the customer buys the car? You know, what do mm -hmm. what do they see after they? You know, they've been promised this a lot of stuff before they sign the papers, mm -hmm. and now after they take delivery, what is how do we continue to maintain trust? A, a, a program that I use is even after the 3.3 three, three, is we offer our mechanic. Our mechanic, our mechanic only works on cars that either I'm selling or cars that I've already sold. They're not open to the public. We're just not big enough to do that. Yeah. Um, I, I have this discounted labor rate of $90, which is actually really cheap per hour here in Arizona, um, to my customers. So if they have a problem from after the 30 days, after the 90 days, after the whatever it may be, they have a place they can go to where they're dealing with a trusted mechanic that wants to keep them on the road as much as they want to be on the road. 
Um, so, so that helps a lot, lot too, is having your own in-house mechanic. Sure. Uh, kind of what I'm hearing from that a little bit is that, um, is that I mean, you could charge the going rate, but Good. you don't because you want to be because you you know it's it's a bit of understanding the economics and you know what people can afford even if you do have reinsurance there still is some stuff there that has to be taken care of and i mean i i greatly appreciate that that it's it's we're not going max that we're doing what we what we need to do to be able to cover our costs but this is not that that's not probably not a revenue generator um it's, it's not, not. Yeah, it's, it's not. not it's, a, uh, it, it keeps the shop going. It does. It does help offset a little bit of the shop expenses, of course. But uh, most of my customers, we don't buy or pay. If the car's not running, they're not paying. Um, mm-hmm. Occasionally, there's there's a, a payment plan that ends up going on with repairs that we do for customers too. We'll, we'll put a side note out there, which is sometimes a good thing, sometimes a bad thing. We normally have to partake in a portion of it to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And that also helps my customers kind of love and, and, and build trust with them. Sure. Yeah. Well, and and um, you said that most of your your uh, your customers are referrals. They are yeah. now. Since COVID, we're, we're in a small town. town. You guys have kind of been out this way, but Queen Creek, we're working on the outskirts of the main. Town. So, so anyone coming from a main city is going to pass 15 or 20 dealers to get to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so we love referrals. And I work hard for referrals. I give a $100 referral for a referral. Um, there's some of the buys from us from someone that's actually bought a car from us. Not just from my buddy down the road. But if you bought a car from me, I give you a referral fee if you refer a friend. Because who better to tell the experience yeah. than someone that's already bought from us? Do you, do you ever get any feedback about why someone comes to you? I mean, what was it that that uh, that the, that your customer appreciated and why they referred, other than the money? This, this is, is going to be hard to believe for you guys, but we have a lot of fun at Double H. We have a very unique dealership, and we have a lot of fun with the customers. It's not just a... We like, we like to, to say fast, fun, and friendly, or kind people with country values, but you pull all that up, and it's just a good experience. I think the ex- we're still an experience in the as much as we're still in our Good. So we tend to have a lot of fun. So tell me about like what an experience would, would look like. For someone well, most people walk into Double H and they're not used to seeing all the country. They're not used to seeing guns hanging on the wall and all that. So they walk immediately, and they've got this look around like, I've never seen a car dealership like this. We get to talk about More importantly, I hire people have the same values as I do. The kind people, family people. Right right by by others. Others. That's, that's all we have is to do right by others. That's part, part of the experience that, that I have. And, 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 and the, the environment that we create there, there is definitely a very Western environment. And people just need to know. They love it. I've had people come back for their prom pictures or wedding pictures and take them from the dealership. So it's kind of a neat place to go to anyways. It's an experience in itself. Yeah. That's really great. So we had a podcast not long ago on, and we had some guests who talked about this idea of how you you help, like you've talked, you didn't exactly use the phrase, but there are multiple things that you touched on there that suggest that you continue to help the customer, right? So you're you're showing up with the, every day you show up with the expectation that you're gonna help a customer in need, right? So that's part of also in my mind, how you maintain some level of trust is they, they learn that you're not just saying another day of sale to, to close them, you actually demonstrate after delivery that you mean it and there's a number mm-hmm. of things that you do to continue to, to earn that trust. Yeah. So, so I think the other piece. Did we lose you? Sound like you. Sound like we might have killed. <laughs> we might have lost the audio. Uh, but we basically we also want to talk, Jared. If you're if you're able to hear us, we want to talk about this idea of um, the in, outside of the car dealership business. Like if if we think about not just across the industry. Like how do we earn trust, or how do you how do you determine who you trust in doing business with? I don't think he's hearing us. Not hearing. 
Jim, Jim Michelle, I think I moved the guys. You're frozen on me. Oh, oh shoot! No. So it might be an internet thing. So. I think I uh, let us know anyone that's watching if we've frozen for you. Yeah. I yeah. Yeah, let's take um, uh, let's take him out of the stream maybe for just a moment. Okay. And then, um, um yeah, so we can see if that Yeah, it, somebody let us know. Um <laughs> Adrian Stadium announcer. There you go. <laughs> so a little bit echoey. Yeah. Um, you know, part of the other thing that we we are gonna talk to Jared about. Um and Jared, when you when you can uh hear us then let us know um uh but is about how we as individual consumers um experience trust and and because you know we we can say we kind of as as dealers a, a lot of the times live in something like a bubble um or a, you know that we it's we believe we we believe that this is the reason why we believe that this is why people come back and you know sometimes it's sometimes it's spot on and other times you know we've we've seen with with consumers that there's a different reason or there's there's more to it than what it is that they realize and um and and i think a good way of being able to to um really dial into how you feel about or how how people are in trust in business is to kind of view how you trust mm -hmm. others in business mm -hmm. and what are the things that that they um that are that's done that elicits trust uh, you can chat directly yes i'm going there. to so, so yeah i think this is part of what we want to talk about is that we we really want to start to flesh out through this series you know how dealers go about trusting others like you know when they face decisions about doing business with another dealer, buying buying wholesale from another dealer or from a wholesaler or from, uh, you know, they're going to choose a, a provider of some kind. So um, it's one of those things that um, we just, we want in the series to be able to start to break that down and figure out, you know, what does it look like to a dealer to be able to, you know, trust another party. So obviously part of that is, is, you know, reputation, Google reviews, where we can go and, 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 and referrals. I mean, being able to hear from another dealer that they had a good experience with this particular provider, for example, you know, we want to be able to start to, to break that down, how, you, how we go about making that decision. So, so yeah, just it to, looks like, I, um, it looks like there's a little bit of a internet, uh, connection, internet connection on the other side. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and bring Jared back in because we might be able to. Hi, Jared. Hi. <laughs> Welcome back. Yeah. So we wanted to ask about you as a consumer. Um, you know, what are things? That, you know, we we all have businesses that we just have worked with that it's like I really trust that they are going to take good care of me. And so, what are the things that you've experienced? Um, as a consumer that has gained your trust in other businesses? How, How businesses, businesses deal, deal with bad, bad reviews? Hmm. I look at the bad, bad reviews, reviews first. first. Good. Nice. That's yeah. really how, how, they, how they respond, how they, how they deal with them. With them. Yeah. yeah. That's great. And so will, what, what, what would be a good example of responding to review in a way that would elicit your trust? With, with, with politeness and integrity, with, with, with the intent of, of doing, doing what's right for the customer, depending on the situation. Um, you know, you I, know have I have a few, few bad reviews. Most of our people have been revoked. It is what it is, but I respond to them with, with grace and, and, and niceness no matter what. Um, um, even, even though I know who they are and what they're trying to do in some cases. 
Yeah. Um, how, but how, 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 how a business, business owner deals, deals with their bad reviews, reviews will say a lot about how they deal with their good customers. Sure. I really appreciate. Uh, yeah, it's okay. Um, I really appreciate that um, because you know we we I watch what's happening on different streams and Facebook and and it, we all uh, we all I'm I've not been a dealer. Jim's been a dealer, but we oh, we experience um, we experience uh, uh, consumers that are are um uh, uh, you know will say nasty things because that's just kind of how they how they um communicate when when uh when something bad happens um you know sometimes act like a I, we've talked about this act like a, an eight-year-old or a seven-year-old that's having a temper tantrum and say all the say all the stuff and you know that's somehow sometimes how people express when they're not happy and and I and I watch on a lot of the Facebook um, streams when it's you'll see this volley start between a dealer and a consumer that it's just like he said, she said, and, you know, hey, Mr. Consumer, if you had done this, and that gets really snarky. Um, I, I agree with you. It's, it's about, I love that you used the word grace. Mm -hmm. It's about using grace in how you speak to people, respect, because people, people, regardless of whether or not they're having a temper tantrum, or whatever they that it's it's good humaning mm -hmm. to to communicate with people with respect and grace instead of with snark or with in kind responses yeah and i think you know what i'm hearing from you is you see sometimes maybe it's a dealer uh, or another business that you're thinking about doing business with and when you see them punch back it yeah. just it sounds like they 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 like to fight you know whatever it just that's the appearance that you get right There's, and and it's about not taking things personally because sometimes you know you just you have to do business and and all of that but just and removing ego from yeah. from the communication sure. so is there anything else that you look at when you're looking at someone that maybe uh, as a dealer as like a de working with a provider without naming names like is are when you're choosing a new provider for something, are there certain things that you look at there? You know, you know I, 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 in choosing a provider, I like to know who else they've serviced. So if it's a provider providing service in the industry, I want some reference references, not just some that I know. Right. Uh, and again, again, that's, that's that referral, referral thing. thing. I'm, looking I'm looking for them to give me my own referral there. Right. Tell me the dealers that you've served, and I want to hear from them what their thoughts are. Good. Yeah, absolutely. Because that often goes past the the sales pitch element and says, okay, how do we how do we really conduct business, right? Because yeah. it's just the nature of businesses. When we have a sales department and the sales department is not necessarily you know involved on the other side, then it's a natural dynamic that happens and so we recognize mm -hmm. that so i'm sure you're right Refer referrals and most of us in the industry we hop on facebook and get get feedback from you know others who've had that experience but yeah yeah you're right uh, you know referrals is obviously part of it so i mean i'm sure that you've had bad experiences you know all of us kind of do so um you know talk about someone that you've have had a level of trust but have lost the trust what did what did a business do to break whatever trust that you had. You know, you know what? what? I, I haven't really had, had that, that experience. experience. I, 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 I feel, feel lucky. lucky. Um, 
I mean, maybe, maybe a vacuum carpet cleaner guy a few years back did a, a good, good job. job. But I, I did a good job of getting my referrals and knowing what to deal with. And I hope consumers out there are doing the same thing. That's why they come to me at LH. That's right. There you go. Okay. So let me ask you, like, this is, I didn't prepare you for this question, but like in your service department, you only do work for customers. Do you charge them shop supplies? We, we, we do. do. I've, I've, got, got, I've got a flat fee of 30 bucks on charging. Okay. Um, to bring, to bring it's kind of, kind of built, built into our inspection diagnosis. I see. Um, um, fee we charge, charge them. So. Gotcha. It's not it's line, not line item, item down, I don't believe. But I considering gotcha. that, uh, you know, we, I see um, shops that charge up to $150 an hour or more. Yeah. And so just, just even keeping it down to 90 is probably, oh, um, sure. yeah. It's yeah. A great, great even thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was just thinking about bad experiences. Like I've had as a, as a former dealer and, you know, heard a lot of service work done over the years and you go and, and we're, we're shopping, you know, under service contracts some repairs right now. And um, so it's an interesting thing to be on the consumer side of it you know, and, and working through that and just uh, understanding kind of how that happens. So, yeah, I think I was asking about the shop supplies because I remember, uh, you know, going into a, a, a place years ago that was going to charge a, a shop supply for a routine oil change. And I thought, you know, why not just put that in your price? Why do you, what's, what's unusual about my oil change that you need extra shop supplies? Why wouldn't it just be in my price? Like that just is something that, and I, I remember telling the, the manager at the store, because it was just the two of us, it was a quiet morning, and I just told him, I said, look, I never tell anybody else how to run their business, but I can sure, certainly tell you how to earn mine. You know, and so I'm just saying that's something that I yeah. see as a consumer is I'm just telling you, I, that makes me not want to do business with you. Like, it's just, it's it's a simple thing, but it's like, I see it, I recognize mm -hmm. it, and I, I just, it's just part of how I think, you know, trust can be earned. It's like, we're just, you know, we're either there to help or we're there to take advantage. It just feels like we, you know, most of us as dealers, business people, we land on one side or the other of that. And so it, what, what do our actions show? Do our actions show that we're, you know, interested in our consumer? We, or are we really just interested in ourselves and we're, we're saying what we have to say to the consumer to, to win the contract or the business, yeah. right? So, so anyway, that's kind of what we wanted to have a chance to talk about today, Jerry. It's just like trying to break down trust and what it looks like. Like, you know, what does it look like to earn trust and so you can you know share anything more that comes to mind on that as far as earning trust, trust I, I, I think, think it just comes down, down to common values, values. you know, you know be, be honest treat people the way that you want to be treated look at an eye and, and be, be honest. honest really, really honesty, honesty is the key to, key to everything, everything in this so you, you can say, say you can look, you can look over a dent ding but be honest about it but, but be truthful with your customer and you'd be willing to stand end up for that truth you told the customer one thing and a week later something else Stand behind, behind the, the truth, truth that you told them in the first place. That's, that's right. why I can fit that. Yeah, and do it right away, right? Like, don't that's delay. Awesome. Like, just get mm -hmm. get honest. And, and they used, you used eye contact. Reminds me <laughs> of a fun conversation we had not long ago about a handshake. Like, I know you're from a part of the world. And, you know, I, I realize now as, as I travel, not everybody really sees the value in that. Okay. But, you know, you and I understand mm -hmm. the, the importance of a handshake and looking somebody in the eye and what that really represents. Well, there's, well, there's a whole emoji for that, for that Jim. Jim. Right. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's why they have one. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, the idea is that not everybody understands the value of that. And so when you think about on an interpersonal level how you earn trust is, you know, you that that's a thing that happens that's a very real thing. When you shake somebody's hand, you look them in the eye and you give a firm handshake, you and I would, would interpret something from that. Yes. Right? And then if that person continues to be what they said they were, 
then that just further, you know, cements the relationship and solidifies the trust. And of course, trust can be damaged; it can be lost, uh, you know. But but certainly, when you build uh, a relationship with a high level of trust, then it's it's obviously. Um, and and Michelle and I talk a lot about in a personal relationship, and it it really extends to all kinds of relationships. Is when you make deposits in that relationship, trust deposits, as we like to call them then obviously there, there may come a day when there's a misunderstanding or there's a withdrawal mm-hmm. in the account, you know, on that trust level. But when we've made enough deposits, you know, by earning that trust again and again and showing up and doing what we said we were going to do, then obviously we've, we've created a, yeah. a level we've of trust in that account. We've used the example of like uh, Southwest Airlines um, has created so many trust deposits with so many of their customers that when they hit that hiccup, earlier this year when everything went down and it was just an absolute disaster getting on a plane and, you know, booking things and, and getting, uh, getting crews on. And it just, mm-hmm. it hit the news really hard, but you know what people stuck and they just, it's like, cause they, they know who they are and they had enough trust in their trust bucket um, to, it's like, all right. So yeah, there was a little bit of a withdrawal there, mm-hmm. but there's, Still, you know, we have a history, and so yeah. I, I absolutely trust you. Now, if it happened again four months later and again, it would yeah. be like, yeah, we're going somewhere else. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it, it does make a big difference. I just wanted to say, too, before we uh, before we kind of closed up, I was talking to my neighbor. His name is Jim as well. He's like 85, so. 87. Um, and we were talking about uh, some gardening stuff, and he needed to buy some things on Amazon. And uh, you know, I said, so how do you choose, Jim, where you want to buy things? And he says, I look at the reviews. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and so we got into this conversation about, you know, I we look at the reviews and I typically go to the worst reviews first and see what it is that people are saying are the worst reviews because sometimes it's just, it's like the package ended up coming damaged, you know, uh, from the shipping or whatever. And, and I do, I, I watch to see what kind of response, but that's where I go first, not the glowing reviews. Um, but to the worst reviews, it's like, okay, I can deal with this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and, and uh, you know, again, the bad reviews, like you said, that's repo. You're going to expect that to happen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I think a lot of consumers would look at that and they would go, yeah, uh, uh, you know, someone's going to leave a bad review when they get repoed. Um, because that's just, you know, you're, you're mad and you're embarrassed and it hits some shame triggers and all of the stuff, but how you respond to that really shows your character and character is something that I think too is really important when you're trying to develop trust with your consumer. Sure. So. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think when, when the consumer, others can, can see in the, your response to yeah. the review that, oh, this is somebody who's level. This is somebody mm-hmm. who, you know, is, is really, they, they are who they say they are. That's an old football thing. There was a coach who said, the football team that just beat us, they they are who we thought they were. So, <laughs> you know, so, you know, so it's like uh, just yeah. kind of a fun thing. But, but yeah, we should let you get back to your work. Thank we know you, you so much for arranging. You, you must have gotten someone else to take care of getting kids to school today. We did. Yeah. Oh, thank you. We really appreciate you being, uh, you know, that's ads trust bucket. 
draw. Well, I love seeing you guys, guys every time. time. And Michelle, Michelle, you said that the, the, the all colors, colors are coming in there. in there. Oh, it's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, all, all the license plates, plates are changing colors here in Arizona. It's so beautiful. Are they really? Yeah. Are they like mood plates or something? Yeah, we have all license plates with our snowbirds all coming in. Oh, there is. Yeah, that's true. Arizona does. It's it starts now, and you're going to see an awful lot coming in the next couple of months. Come pay us a visit. It's beautiful. Yeah, come pay us a visit up here anytime. We have a a beautiful guest room, and you're welcome anytime, Jerry. I'd love to do that. All right. All right. Thanks for having me. All right. Thank you. We'll talk to y'all later. Thanks. All right. Well, trust. You know, we're going to have some more conversations about trust Mm -hmm. um, uh, as as time rolls by, um, because it is such an important part of how um, how we are viewed by our consumer. I mean, it's it's there are there are a lot of opportunities for us to be able to develop trust. And that's, you know, primarily we started with um, become known in your community. And then once you have a consumer, have a new customer, how do you maintain that yeah. and grow that? Because again, no one knows that they that you're gonna help unless they know you're a helper. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and you can see it. Yeah. It's one thing um, to claim that you are. It's another thing to show. Exactly. Uh, you know, through and through everything that, yeah. that, that you do, what you say you're going to do. So that's part of what, by the way, we, in uh, the first episode that where we covered truth about trust, we, we talked about this, the poll results that said 98% of dealers who responded to our survey, which is a pretty high level of respondents, mm-hmm. the 98% said that they, that being trusted translates into more sales. 98% of dealers said being trusted translates into more sales. So yeah. if, if we're all looking for more sales and we're all looking to yep. win more customers. So when we that's why we're staying on this trust thing. Yep. We're gonna make why, sure how can you how can exactly you create how more trust with your with your customer? Sure. Um, and you know, referrals, all of those the kind of things create come with it, it. And maintain it. Yeah. Yep. Well, hey everybody, enjoy the rest of your week. Um, we'll be back on Friday. We're gonna be talking about recon and I hope y'all are enjoying your fall colors. I know that we will be as on our drive up to Twin Falls this morning. Have a great day, guys. Appreciate you joining us this morning. See you Friday. We're talking service. Yeah.